0: y'all listening to death of the reader it's review season and we come this week to the final podium positions it's down to the wire there are only three entries here and one will take back the coveted solari gentil prize winning for themselves eternal glory in the death of the reader sphere of influence and golden dance pants to take back with them in the bronze position standing tall head and shoulders over a dozen others, the bloody, the historical, the Red Death Murders, written by Jim Noy. Noy's work brings together three of my favorite aspects of historical fiction. You've got your gothic horror, your old-timey medieval politics, and your elaborate castles. Boy, do I love a good castle. The novel is set during a semi-fictional period of time during the Red Death of Edgar Allan Poe's short story Mask of the Red Death. The mask, of course, referring both to the physical mask of a character in the story who turns out to be the Red Death Plague itself. Spoilers! And to the masquerade organized by the prince that carries on within the castle of Poe's story with the rich folk partying hard as the countryside burns and crumbles around them. It is these themes of class disparity and the duty of the lords of the land to their people that sit at the heart of Noyes' inspired tale, inspired by and even containing some passages and sequences directly from Poe's work. It's fantastic to see a new contemporary writer inspired by something so classic and leads to some interesting spins on old turns. The Red Death Murders is led by an unlikely protagonist, a young 13-year-old servant boy named Thomas. He is the last of the servants to remain in the castle the story is set in, all the others having abandoned their posts or been taken away by their masters as they lost faith in the prince who lords over these halls. At the time of the first murder, which has occurred even before the first chapter is ended, there are only nine bodies collectively in the building. Since the castle was closed off from the rest of the world from fear of letting the plague in through a stranger's bloodstream, it's only natural that this castle has turned into a breeding ground of tension and secrets rather than rats and microbes. Between the eight survivors of the initial kill, one of them, at least, is a murderer, though the investigation of the first crime scene seeks to dissuade the reader of this initial assumption. Enter Sir Marcus and Sir William, Lords loyal to the great Prince Prospero as Thomas is loyal to them. They fancy themselves a pair of very clever detectives in this story. Marcus believes that their murder victim has committed suicide inside of his toilet locked room puzzle. While Marcus, because he knows what kind of book he's in, believes it has to be anything but. The two of them stand at an impasse. And so they turn to Thomas to challenge their young servant's mind even when the situation is most dire. And this starts one of the oddest But but dare I say most compelling angles of the story, it's strangely light-hearted breaks from the reality of the situation. Even while the country dies slowly of the plague, and as the bodies begin to pile up and the near-genocidal level of secrets pour from the mouths of one's close friends, reluctantly for the most part, the knights that make up the majority of the cast are always willing to talk things out. They are relatively reasonable for the crisis that they're in, and... Intellectual upperclassmen, and clearly Thomas aspires to be like them as well, which his laws take as an opportunity to teach him. Thomas himself is often concerned with his own status in the castle, being the lowest as a servant, to the point that during one particularly stressful scene where he fears that someone else is going to pin the murders on him, he passes out onto the clean, cold floor beneath him. He needn't have worried, but it's clear that for Thomas, the stakes are much higher than the others in the room. Another concept that Noi runs out of the room and down into the Technicolor Dungeons with. Did I mention the Technicolor Dungeons? In accordance with Poe's inspirational writing, Noi recreates the party rooms in a way that a clever eye will notice is to set up some of the key mysteries for later on in the novel. There are several rooms in the underground, each with a, a different color scheme. To denote its significance. There's one red, one green, one blue, etc., and they all need to be cleared of vermin to keep the plague from spreading. Do you see how Noy is able to interweave the geographical concerns of that of the castle itself with the thematic interests as well as the characters' daily duties? Because Thomas is the servant and Marcus is the quartermaster. He looks after the supplies. And William is obsessed with thinking. We've created a team of characters that relies on each other and has every excuse to pay attention to the tiny details, all the nooks and crannies of the castle, and known to Thomas in particular, and he can use his practical knowledge as well as the logic that his masters have taught him to unravel the mystery bit by bit. And I think that the mystery is quite well put together. There, There is a challenge to the reader towards the end of the book that's written in, which is incredibly classic, though it is very late on in the novel. There are really only two or three proper suspects remaining by that point, of a coin flip situation, either due to the spontaneous death of the characters or clearing of all wrongdoing through the thematics of the story. Uh, I was the one to have a go at solving this one during the the show, and I managed to figure out the majority of Noy's puzzles, even though there was one flame-based puzzle that I think very few people would be able to have a genuine crack at solving before the end. At third place of review season, Jim Noy should feel incredibly proud of his accomplishment, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of his work in the future. As a murder mystery critic on the internet myself, I have a vested interest in seeing how his own interest evolves into the future. This is Death of the Reader, your murder mystery world tour. You're listening to 2 107.3.